This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network, where we believe in the best of sports. And that's why each and every week, intern Kirk neglects his family, cuts out the worst, and only brings you the Sports Best. I'm Andrew Keller, and that's Larry Olson. Before we get into it, I just have to say one thing. Carly Lloyd is going to be on the show later today. I am excited, Larry. Do I ruin it if I say that she's now one of your new best friends? Do I ruin the interview if I say that? No, it makes people look forward to it more. So stick around. Probably in about 10 or 15 minutes, we're going to be inter- interviewing Carly Lloyd. She's amazing. You mean the two-time women's player of the year, that Carly Lloyd? No, I mean the two-time gold medalist, oh, Carly Lloyd. That Carly Lloyd. I, uh, I know we're supposed to get into KBO, but I want to tell you something. Okay. on air to get you yes. a live reaction uh yeah. three days ago i got tested for COVID 19 and Uh-oh. i found out yesterday that i tested positive really no oh. but that's what john gruden did to the, <laughs> the las vegas raiders he he had a zoom call scheduled for everybody to oh, tune into true. and uh so seeing coach john they got special teams coach rich basica basica anyway he it was basically an exercise to say Everyone needs to be ready because at any time, someone could go down. So even if you're third string, you need to be ready because it can hit anyone. That it doesn't discriminate. I think it's kind of a weird joke to play, but he did it. Put me in, coach. I don't got the COVIDs. I, I got, I'm COVIDs free. Put me in. Put me in, coach. Ah, well, you know what? I think that's a little uh, hard thing to do your players, but go for it, John Gruen. You make the big bucks. You go, John. Go, Chucky. I, once again, don't feel like we need to spend too much time on this because, once again, we have hockey, baseball, basketball. I think Hylia has started back up in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. It was cute when we didn't have any sports. But, nevertheless, we got a man rub on the line, so let's give the KPO standings as it stands right now. Got it. The league is the NC Dinos. They're running away. Actually, they've come back to the pack a little bit. They sit at 46-25. and 25. They're three games, three and a half games better than the Kiwum Tigers. Now to the main point, you – have your solid one-game lead on me. The LG Twins, the Kansas City, I mean the Minnesota Twins of the uh, KBO, sit at 42 and 33, one game better than the Kia Tigers, the New York Yankees of the KBO, who sit at 39 and 34. So you have a game lead, and by the way, we got a 1,000 more games to play uh, for KBO. They're going to play like 100 billion games. You know, I'm kind of obsessed with the bubble, Andrew. I'm, I'm definitely obsessed with the bubble, the NBA bubble. I love the bubble. Yeah. The Lakers just clinched the best team of the West. They only have about a few more games before they start the playoffs. They are bringing the home court advantage to the bubble. They had their play-by-play guy tape their announcements of the players so that they can play that when they're introduced inside the bubble before the game. Oh, you mean the guy um, that goes to their, uh, Lawrence Tanter? I love Lawrence Tanter. I think, it, I think that is a, a really cool thing to do to have like your uh, now coming up. I assume those people were already in the bubble, but they're not. He, he recorded it back in California, right? He recorded back in California. So you'd say to yourself, well, Andrew, I'm sure they have different starting lineups every single night. Like maybe mm-hmm. one guy's had to be, he literally recorded everybody as if they were starting and they can put in the name and just add it in there. Oh. So, like, here's the starting lineup. Oh, he already announced that name. So, here, let's just throw that guy's name in there. Did you ever see it? It was early SNL. Dana Carvey did. They were, um, they were doing tests because they were going on vacation. And it was Walter Cronkite. And they were doing lead-ins for G- Gerald Ford. Yes. Tragically yeah. mauled by tigers. <laughs> mauled by a bear. Yes, I saw that. That's great. Yeah. So, it's like that. It seems like these guys could be able to pipe it in live remotely. I mean, ESPN does TV shows. But I think it's cool. 
They have. They actually, to your point, they have three um, live announcers at the games. They they brought like the guy from the Miami Heat and the Kings. They have right. three guys that announced it in the bubble. Lakers didn't think that was adequate, so they had their own guy, Lawrence Tanter, who used to work on KKSF, which is a famous jazz station in um, Los Angeles, oh. and he does the starting lineup. Yeah, he's been doing the starting lineup since the eighty one eighty two season. He, and you know his voice, like yeah. you hear it, and you're like, oh, that's 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 good. That's Lawrence. That's Lawrence. Nice. Like also that. in the bubble, um, they need to put, as we did back in the fraternity days, they need to put locks on the fridges, Andrew. Tom Foolery going on. It was Derek Favors. It was his birthday. And um, they had his cake in the fridge. And after practice, they were going to present Derek Favors with his birthday cake. <laughs> and they go to the fridge, and the birthday cake's not there. <laughs> Someone had stolen the birthday cake. Uh, so then they said, well, next day, well, next morning, we'll just we'll get him some cupcakes. Right. To make up for it. They go to get the cupcakes in the NBA bubble fridge. Cupcakes gone. <laughs> There's a thief out there. There's a thief yeah. in the bubble. You had locks on your fridges in college? Hey, man. In the fraternity house? Hell yes. I was in a fraternity and we did not have locks. You guys love each other. You guys were real brothers. You didn't have to pay for your... You, may, you did pay for your friends. Yeah, I paid for all my friends. I still do. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm going to square cash you some money a little bit later to continue to say we're friends. Okay. I like that. I suggested earlier in the week that you go watch a PGA event and bring a drone. Did you guys do that? Did you go? That is a wonderful suggestion. I somehow didn't think I wanted to get me and my kids arrested. So we did not do that, but it was a great suggestion. I found out because the twins pirates game earlier this week, someone flew a drone over target field and they had to stop the game for about five minutes. And apparently it's illegal to do that. So I'm glad you guys didn't check that out. Do they, did they find out – I saw this on ESPN. Did they, did they find out who was flying the drone? I don't think they did. They had uh, guys in the bullpen trying to throw baseballs to knock it down and maybe think of the uh, 2001 Randy Johnson pitch against the, the Giants where he hit a dove. So they need Randy Johnson to come in to snipe out drones. Did they ever get the drone down? They just flew away after five minutes. Oh, okay. Don't they have those – um? like ray guns that like can jam it like and shoot the like ultrasound to knock the thing get jammed like in space balls like a jammer yeah like a jammer don't they have a jammer thing i guess but i don't think i think because it's illegal and most people don't do that i don't think it's something you have on hand but maybe maybe they'll start getting better at get maybe get a super soaker on hand i was i live in uh, the san francisco's and i went on a hike to the um golden gate bridge once with a tourist and he brought a drone we got in, he was a friend of a friend. I brought my friend, and he brought his friend, and he brought a drone. And next thing you know, he's got his drone out, and he starts flying it over the Golden Gate. I'm like, this does not seem like a good idea. And sure enough, like five minutes later, a ranger came over. He's like, federal land, adios, muchacho. We didn't get arrested, but he was like, put it down now. Like, even before I think he got it kind of partly the way up. I met a girl about a year ago at a cocktail party, and she was working on an <laughs> app in San Francisco or in Santa Monica that is – partnering with the FAA on getting air traffic control for drones. So in the near future, you're not going to be able to just launch those up. There's going to be different implications. Hey, you, uh, does she aircraft. need money for, she needs some investors. Cause um, I got some bit, I got some ripple. I could throw her away. If, oh, you, know, you should look for investors. Okay. I'll, I'll connect <laughs> you to offline. You know that I now love all things. Cespedes, all things. Cespedes. Since the he ghost goes, the ghost. The ghost. since he goes to the Mets, I, I just, I mean, we're not going to hear anything about him, 
except for the fact that he's got a Twitter uh, feed in his honor. I think it's the new best Twitter feed. I said, I guess we're essentially promoting somebody else. It's called Cespedes Family Barbecue. Yes. That's, isn't that just a great name? That's, a, that's amazing because he's it, not playing like, anymore. He's not playing anymore. He goes to the Mets. He's already got, what, his $100 million in the bank. Why does he need to play, Andrew? Is that Right. That's my thing. So I was like, well, how, what is Sesame's Family Barbecue about? Well, basically, it's just this feed on Twitter where they, like, recap, you know, what's going on in baseball. Uh, for instance, um, one, one tweet 12 hours ago was, um, 19,762nd player in MLB history, Carlos Sanabria. <laughs> they knew that he was the 19,700. For some reason, they knew the stats on what number of player he was in MLB history. I know how much you love the NBA bubble. The NFL is starting to take on some of the different aspects of the NBA bubble, and they, they set up a hotline to narc on people. No! Yeah. So a lot okay. of it, it's, it's kind of advertised as the ability to get information on COVID, but, like, if people aren't wearing masks, you can call and say, like, my coach wasn't wearing one in a meeting. And the NFL put out that uh, there's a maximum fine that could be $14,650 for refusing to maintain physical distancing or not wearing a mask. That's a big fine. That is a big fine. But here's what, what I think is interesting. You know, in the NBA bubble, the narc line, which we talked about, like it would be fun to narc on someone not on your team, right? You, oh, hey, such and such is eating brownies off the ground or whatever. Yeah, You're competitive narc- advantage. Like the NFL's like saying, like, narc on your own team? Who's going to do that? It's hard. It's, I don't know. I think people will do it, though. I want to I talk more like- about the numbers, though. Can we talk about the numbers? Yes, let's talk about that. $14,000 to a fine. Right. So the average NFL player makes $2.1 million a year. Okay. That would be 0.005% of their salary, annual salary. Is that a lot or a little? The average American makes $32,000 a year. And where I'm at in Southern California, the maximum fine would be $2,000 for not wearing a mask, okay. which is 15% of their salary. Oh. So 14000 sounds like a lot of money, but uh, I don't know. Subject uh, in in um, if you compare it, it's not comparable to what you would face right. if you were walking down the street not with the mouth. Yeah, but the normal person hears that that type of a number and they kind of freak out. So, hey, you know what? You read what down that? the rabbit hole right there. What is that? I what? We, I think we're before the we're running out of time there. <laughs> if we have time before wow. we get to Carly Lloyd, we have one more segment. Josh Allen wants to face off against quarterback Patrick Mahomes Uh-oh. in a distance-throwing contest. In an interview with the NFL Network, he threw down the gauntlet and says they want to have a contest and see who can throw it the farthest for charity. Would you watch? I would definitely watch, but I would say to Josh Allen, I don't think you should compete against Patrick Mahomes because he seems like magic at this particular point. Yeah. So that would be my advice to Josh Allen. Josh Allen was clocked at throwing 65-mile-an-hour passes in the combine. That's quick. So he might have the speed, but I think Mahomes has the distance. You, you ever seen the, the movie um, Bull Durham where the yeah. guy throws the fast, but he, he can throw it 500 miles an hour, but he can't hit the target? Yeah. You know, maybe Josh Allen, maybe, maybe, maybe work on hitting the target a little bit more. Maybe not as fast.
I could spend literally half our interview just giving a Carly Lloyd introduction. So I'm just going to leave with the basics. She's a two-time Olympic gold medal winner, scored gold-winning goals at both the 2008-2012 Olympics. She was part of two World Cup winning teams, 2019 and 2015. In 2015, she became the first player ever to score three goals in a Women's World Cup and the second player ever to do it. She's a two-time FIFA Women's Player of the Year. She's made over 290 appearances for the U.S. national team. You get the point. She's soccer royalty. Carly, I'd love to start our discussion with a quote from your book because I think everybody can relate to it. You say, you can be angry and pissed off at the coach and put your head down and pout, or you can rise above it, respect the decision, but also know that you're going to go and work that much harder to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's life. And my motto has always been to control the controllables. I think that many people try to change situations that may not change and you spend your time and energy and mental space on things that just are really out of your control. So for me, as, as long as I can hold my head high, knowing I did absolutely everything possible to be the best, best version of myself, um, that's, you know, training hard every single day, being a good teammate, being respectful, you know, just, just doing everything that's possibly in my control. That's all, that's all you can do. You know, it doesn't matter who the coach is, what their decision is. I'm just going to bring hard work. I'm going to persevere and I'm going to bring sharpness and to every chance and opportunity that I get. And I'm going to make sure I seize that opportunity. And it's, it's a good lesson for not just athletes, but just people all around the world who are going through really difficult situations. Not every coach, not every boss is, is going to like you. They're not going to respect you, some of them. But it's important to just stay true to who you are as a person and just give everything you possibly can. And when you lay down at night, you can hold your head high knowing that you absolutely did everything in your power to be the best and bring the best version of yourself. And and that's um, what I try to do throughout my entire career. I can totally relate to that because I have definitely gone home to my parents and said, oh, this teacher hates me or I didn't make the team because the coach doesn't like me. And you have to be kind of introspective. And you describe yourself as a blue collar chip on the shoulder, stubborn and tough, and you had trouble accepting criticism. And then I'm curious to see if you had a paradigm shift when you met James, your coach. You said he can directly tell you what you don't do well and you're okay with it. Yeah, I think that, you know, I was a person prior to, to kind of meeting James that, that always had excuses. You know, I blamed coaches, I blamed teammates, I blamed uh, referees, fields, uh, whatever, you name it. And really, it ultimately comes down to looking yourself in the mirror and, and asking yourself, how can you be better in all areas of life? You know, for me, it's soccer field, even off the soccer field. How can, we, how can I be a better wife? How can I be a better friend, a better uh, sibling? Um, it just, the list just keeps going on and on. And I think when you have that mentality of, of wanting to just improve yourself, you eventually get used to not having to really blame other people. And so, you know, James kind of helped instill that in me. I I think I was a player who I just needed some guidance. I needed somebody that could help navigate me through the different challenges and, and just kind of reconfigure my thinking a little bit instead of just always pointing that finger, like I said, pointing the finger within myself and, and just worrying about myself, controlling the controllables um, and, and competing against myself. And, and that's, uh, how I've, I've kind of, you know, lived my life these 
last 15 years playing for the U.S. women's national team and want to continue to do that as well. Surprise, surprise, Carly. My kids all play soccer, and I'm always telling them that the person that scores the most goals is not necessarily the best player on the team or even the team leader. Goal scorers get accolades, but I'm assuming you also want the respect of your teammates. You captain most of the teams you've played with over the years. Did you have to work on your leadership qualities, or did it just kind of come and grow with you? I did, and, and I never really considered myself to be a leader. I, I never would have envisioned myself captaining the national team. It wasn't something that, you know, was a goal of mine. Hey, when I get into my, you know, mid-30s, I want to be captain. And it just kind of evolved, and it kind of happened. And I think the biggest thing for me is I had to work on becoming a better me People may think, oh, that's selfish. You're only worried about yourself. But if you become a better you, then essentially you become a better leader and you can lead other people. So I had to grasp and, and you know, instill the traits that make a good leader individually. And once that just became second nature to me by working hard, you know, by leading by example, staying out of drama you know, helping the staff carry water bottles and, and balls and, and just remaining a, a humble person, no matter what type of success has come your way. I think that it has enabled me to be able to now lead by example. I'm not a vocal leader. I'm not somebody who needs the spotlight. In fact, I don't really like the spotlight. I like to just remain uh, myself, lead by example and let my play do the talking. I think that's you know what I've done throughout my entire career. I, I try to stay clear of a lot of other things, and uh, I just want people when people talk about you know my name, I, I want them to talk about the the player and, and the person that I that I am and and have been. And so for me, I just kind of evolved into that leadership role. But it's not easy. I'm continuously leading, you know, learning how to become a better leader, and it, it just it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, and I think you have to be willing to be open and and finding ways to be able to get the best out of your teammates. So I'm curious. Larry said all three of his kids play soccer. In our collective lifetime, soccer in the U.S. has grown tremendously. It's not to where it is in other parts of the world. I'm curious what you think soccer was from where you started, what it is now, and what your hope for the future of the sport is in this country. I think that it's come exceptionally far since you know I started on the team in 2005. We were barely pushing 5,000 people at our games, and now you know we're we're in packed stadiums. We're filling the lower tier bowls in in football stadiums as well. So we're we're really doing well now. Fortunate for us, we've had U.S. soccer over the you know the, the past decades. You know, really supporting and really investing in our team, and and it's enabled us to be very successful. I think now we've seen the women's game grow with each World Cup. Uh, which is amazing. But I still think that even though we've come so far, we still have a long, long way to go. And uh, you see that certain teams who are have, have been doing well because they've had some support and investment. But I, I think that the investment needs to be almost double the investment that we've had from U.S. soccer uh, in order to keep the game growing. So I hope that with all these you know, positive things moving forward in the women's game that people continue to invest, federations continue to invest because it's only going to make the game uh, that much stronger. But we we still have a bit to go. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, when I leave the game that it, it just keeps getting better and better.
just sort of double down on that question, Carly. Did you know back in 2005 when you joined the national team, oh, yeah, this women's soccer thing is a roaring lion, and in 10 years it's just going to be takeoff? Or did you really see like a conscious shift in sort of how Americans view women's soccer? I think at that point in my career, you know, it was, it was for love of the game for me. You know, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if we had five people in the stands. It didn't matter if we had 5,000. Um, for me, it was stepping in between those lines and, and loving the game and loving competing against my teammates and competing against the opponent. So I had no idea. You know, I, I was just kind of young, naive, and I know the players, you know, prior to me that, that had come were, were fighting for a lot of things, um, you know, and which has enabled myself and, and all of my teammates to have the luxury that, that we have now. And now it's our job to kind of keep fighting and, and keep making things better. But I think that, you know, when you're, when you're young and, and you're coming onto the scene, um, you just want to play. And, and I think that's what, that's what keeps, keeps people on the field and, and keeps people playing. I mean, it's, it's an amazing game. I love it. I still love it. Still wake up every single day, excited to continue to improve and, I'm just, you know, really, really excited for the, the opportunity that the women's game has to be able to continue to grow. So outside of soccer, you've kicked a 55-yard 55 55 field goal. You have a lot of sponsors, one of them secret. I'm curious how the secret kicker ad came about and if the response you received matched your expectations or your thoughts on that. Well, uh, yeah, just, you know, after 2015 World Cup, I was actually on hard knocks. Um, I was playing for the Houston Dash at the time, and I had an opportunity to go to Houston Texans uh, practice indoors, and they wanted to film me with Vince Vilfork kicking some field goals. <laughs> and as soon as you line me up with some sort of com competition, um, I'm all in, and it doesn't matter. You know, I'm not doing it for the cameras. I'm purely doing it to, to prove that – there's not much that I can't do and uh, watch me and I'll show you. And so I, I hit a few field goals there. I was a little disappointed with my last one. I didn't, um, I didn't make it. So then, you know, after 2019 world cup, you know, I had an opportunity to, to go out to an Eagles training training that day with the Ravens. And uh, I knew a kicking coach, Randy Brown on the the Ravens and, He's like, bring your cleats, you know, we'll, we'll line up. We'll, we'll hit some field goals with Justin Tucker and the guys and Mike, sure. So sure enough, I brought my cleats, I had them in my bag and I was all excited and amped up to hit some field goals after the Eagles uh, practice. And so I didn't really warm up, you know, I stretched out a little bit and I just started launching field goals. And sure enough, I'm like, all right, let's keep backing up. I want to see how far <laughs> I can go. Um, and sure enough, hit 55 yards, people captured it on camera and it went completely bonkers. It was, it was viral within like the hour getting into my car with my husband to, to leave, to go home. And all these people are like, oh, you should try out for the NFL. And then all these opportunities came and, and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, like I said, I, I've always been someone who has not been afraid to step up and, and try things and and compete and show people that, you know, I, I am athletic and I can do things, but it's, it's purely just fun for me. And then, you know, secret's been a great partner of mine. They wanted to kick off this, you know, this, this secret commercial, which was awesome secret kicker. And I got to do that with Crystal Dunn, which was a lot of fun. We suited up in the whole kit. And uh, I was like, man, 
feel pretty powerful in this, in this uh, football outfit. And, yeah. and she said the same thing. So it's great. You know, it's great to have the support and uh, I don't know, I gotta get, gotta get practicing at some point to see how those <laughs> You know, you mentioned this about your aggressiveness. I feel like if you watch yourself play, and even in this interview, I can sense your, like, aggressiveness. And you've said that on the field, you're not afraid to knock someone down. You're not afraid to get knocked down. But then the minute you walk out of the field, you want to be their friend. Is that like a Carly Lloyd thing, or is that uh, an athlete thing? I don't know. You know, I consider myself a bit psycho when I'm stepping in between those lines. And uh, when I'm playing, you know, some pickup home here, um, my husband's played a, a couple times and it's like, I will, I, I will run through him. I will run through anybody and, and anyone to win. And that's just how I've always, always been. There's just been no mercy. Even with my younger brother and sister, I used to, I used to kick their butt. I never gave them any sort of uh free ride to, to try to beat me. It was always fair and square. And I think that's how I am, you know, now it's translated onto the field. Every time I step in between those lines, I'm, I'm a different Carly. I am in competition mode. I am at work. Uh, don't get in my way because if you do get in my way, you're, you're not going to feel good after that. But once I step out off the fields, you know, I'm, I'm different, you know, I'm, I'm kind of calm. I'm chill. Uh, I like to laugh. I like to, you know, razz my teammates here and there. So it's just that competitive fire that, that keeps me going. And yeah, it's, uh, it's what's kind of made me who I am today. So before we get you out of here, Larry and I both have a couple of rapid fire questions. If you're up for that on August 27th, last year, you pitched the opening pitch of a Phillies game. You went up to the rubber and you threw it right down the middle. Did you do any preparation for that? I feel like it's a, a bold move to go up on the rubber. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my husband, I'm like, you know, I've, I've, I've hit, I've uh, thrown a couple of first pitches and, you know, I've kind of cheated myself and I'm like, you know what, this time I'm just not, I'm going to go all the way back to the rubber. So I was throwing a couple of balls prior to that. You know, the key is with that is you, you, it's far away. You're on the mound, you're higher up. So you've got to throw it, you know, a little bit higher in the air than you think. So like I said, I, I want to prove that I can do any and, and everything. And yeah, um, yeah it, was, uh, it was not bad. I, I didn't want to be an embarrassment. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. A couple of years ago, you just bought a house and I saw in an interview that you were planning on decorating it yourself. You didn't want to hire anyone. <laughs> How did that go? Did you use Pinterest or what was your approach to decorating? Oh, I like the questions. You know, it's funny because I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, all these athletes, like, you know, do you have an interior designer? And I'm like, no, I mean, this is, this is the fun part. You know, you get to pick out everything you want in your house. And I was on Pinterest like crazy. I would, you know, we went kind of section by section with my house. So I could kind of figure out what we needed, uh, what would look good. And um, my husband is more of the function functionality and I'm more of, you know, the aesthetics and the look and, and all that. And I had a lot of fun. I didn't have uh, I had someone help me with a couple of things, but other than that, it was just room by room and Pinterest and just kind of gathering ideas. And yeah, it was, you know, kind of makes you feel good. It's like, wow, I've, I've decorated the whole house and yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Carly, why does it not surprise me you took the bull by the horns and just decided to decorate your house? Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Okay, you mentioned your husband a couple of times. He's a professional golfer. Here's one I want to know. How many strokes does he have to give you, or do you guys play even when you go out and play? 
Great question. Uh, I'm getting the golf itch. I golfed uh, a few months ago and then uh, I got injured, unfortunately. So I haven't been back out on the course, which would have, I, I would have been able to, to play a lot right now. Yeah, my husband's a very good golfer. He can, you know, do all sorts of stuff, fades, draws. Um, it's pretty impressive. I think that's probably the one sport that I probably don't have a chance at all. Um, but I'm going to ask him for a lot of lessons. And I think, uh, I think golf is going to probably be one of the number one things that we, you know, do uh, while, while, when I'm done playing and something we can do together. So we'll see. I got to get my golf game back up soon. Cool. I got one more in that vein. You guys were the first women's sporting team to get a ticker tape parade in New York and you received the key to the city. Have you ever gone into Manhattan and used that key to get a reservation at a restaurant? You know what? I have not, but I need to take, I have two keys now, so I got to take out both <laughs> those keys and, and try to get something out of it. <laughs> this has been Sports Best. Oh my goodness. That was just Carly Lloyd. Andrew's now officially third best friend in the world. Thank you for listening. For Andrew, I'm Larry. This has been Sports Best.